Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast for fans by a fan of the Houston Astros. Here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. It is Sunday, March the 8th. Opening day is March 26th, so that is 18, 17 or 18 days, depending on how you want to do the math. Uh, opening day will be against the Angels. I'll be there on Sunday. So if you're there on Sunday, look me up. I'll be in section 106. So a small disclaimer before we get started. I've been sick all week, battling a cold. I've been taking uh, Alka-Seltzer cold and flu all week. I felt bad most of the week, but Friday I felt pretty good. I felt good Saturday and I felt good today. I thought I was over it. However, I talked to my dad earlier, and he asked me if I had a cold. So apparently, I sound like I have a cold. So I just wanted to let you know before we got started uh, that that's why I sound funny, if I do sound funny. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the Pakoda standings, the projections, the Pakoda projections. If you recall a few episodes ago, We looked at the ones from last year and compared them to the final standings so I could show you how accurate they were. I mean, they didn't get everything right, but it's a pretty accurate way of predicting how the season's going to fall. And you're going to be pretty excited to hear uh, how the Astros are projected on here, if it's correct. If this is correct, the Astros are going to have a great season. So we're also going to talk about spring training. We're going to recap some spring training games and then do some Astros news and some other stuff. So let's go ahead and start this episode off with some spring training recaps. Uh, It's been a week since I've done a podcast, so we got a whole week to go over. Uh, Just some minor, minor bullet points in each game. Uh, Sunday, Astros won 5-4 against the Cardinals. Joe Smith allowed two runs in the third on a two-run homer. The Astros were down 3-0. Ronnie Dawson with a two-run triple made it 3-2. And then he scored on a wild pitch to tie things up. St. Louis added a run in the ninth. And then the Astros walked the bases loaded. And St. Louis walked in the tying run and then the winning run. Lance McCullers Jr., two-thirds of an inning, one hit, one strikeout, no runs allowed. Tuesday, they lost to St. Louis 6-3. to 
Justin Verlander, two and two-thirds innings, three hits, three runs, only two were earned, three strikeouts, and one home run. Dustin Garneau, home run with two RBIs. Wednesday, a two-to-one loss to Miami. Zach Greinke, three innings, two hits, two strikeouts, no runs. Michael Brantley, one for three with an RBI. Thursday, the Astros defeated Boston 5-0. And check this out, folks. Josh James, three innings, one hit, no runs. Framber Valdez, two innings, one hit, no runs. Abreu, two innings, two hits, no runs. Awesome pitching. Kyle Tucker, three for three, one homer, two RBIs. Uh, Friday, three to two win over the Mets. McCullers, two innings, two hits, two runs, two strikeouts, and Chaz McCormick with a solo homer in the ninth to give the Astros the victory. Saturday, they played St. Louis again and lost five to one. Roberto Osuna pitched the fourth inning. There was a fielding error followed by two strikeouts, an RBI double, a single, a two-run double, followed by a strikeout. One inning, three hits, three runs, three strikeouts. Crazy inning. Not good, but crazy. That error kind of cost them. And today's game, earlier today, the Astros lost 3-1 to one to the Mets. Justin Verlander, two innings, three hits, one strikeout, no runs. Jose Arquiti, four innings, six hits, three runs. Let's go over some spring training stats. Uh, Michael Brantley and Taylor Jones lead the team with six hits. Both of them are hitting 353. Uh, Brantley has a home run and four RBIs. Uh, Miles Straw has five hits. He's five for 16 with seven runs, three homers, so he hasn't hit a homer since the last podcast. And Garrett Stubbs, he also has five hits, but he's five for eight. A 625 batting average, two RBIs, and four walks. I saw a highlight of George Springer. I guess somebody posted it on Twitter. And I believe the caption was, uh, how are these guys going to do without the trash can? So I went ahead and looked up Springer. I knew he had struck out a couple of times. But he is 4 for 21. So that's a 190 average. He's walked once and he has struck out 8 times. That's a lot of strikeouts in 21 at bat. So we'll see what happens. So let me tell you this. The last episode I talked about how great the pitching was. Uh, Abreu. Three games, six and two-thirds innings. Devo has pitched four games. He has four and a third. Grinky five innings in two games. Josh James, five innings in two games. Blake Taylor, six and a third. And Framer Valdez, six and two-thirds. These six guys have yet to allow a single run. That's amazing. So today, Verlander was supposed to throw four innings. However, he only threw two innings. He had a sore triceps, and I looked it up, and he actually missed the first two months of the season in 2015 for the same injury. He was dealing with a groin injury earlier in spring training. 
Uh, Dusty Baker said that he couldn't even tell anything was wrong with him. He was surprised that he got pulled out of the game. But they said he's okay. It's just precautionary. But hopefully, hopefully it's nothing big. So speaking of Justin Verlander, I kind of blew it, I guess, here. But there was a story I saw today. One player that each team cannot do without. So I wanted to try to guess who it was. And my obvious choice was Justin Verlander, and that's who it was. So if you if you think about it, I mean, we've already discussed this. You have Verlander, the number one, Greenkey number two. Uh, Lance McCullers Jr., he's a question mark. He missed last year. He's, he hasn't always been that great. Everybody loves him. He's a fan favorite because he's very personable with the fans. But we don't know what we got in him. Urquidy's supposed to be the fourth guy, but you don't know what we have in him. You don't know. And then the fifth guy is a, is a question mark. So I figured it's got to be Verlander. And then I looked up New York's, and theirs was Garrett Cole. So some more news. I think I talked about this maybe two episodes ago, but I said Colin McHugh hasn't signed anywhere. And pretty much right after I thought about that, a few days go by, and I see that I guess he had an injury, and he was cleared to throw. He was cleared to play, and a few days later, he signs with the Red Sox for 600000 So I was thinking that that is not a lot of money that, you know, he's good enough. The Astros could have just paid him that. But then I was corrected by someone on Twitter that he has incentives that could pay, I think, about $4 million. So I guess whatever he's... However, if he's going to make money this year, he's going to have to earn it with performance bonuses. So I know a lot of us Astro fans are... I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. And, and it's not really the players... It's not really the players that cause you to hate teams. It's the fans. And the Yankees are my number one team that I dislike. And you never want to wish negative things on people. But when something happens to the Yankees, you kind of, it's hard not to like it. But they have been dealing with a lot of injuries. So let me share those with you. Aaron Hicks, Tommy John surgery. An outfielder getting Tommy John surgery. He's expected to be back mid-season. Aaron Judge, he just came up this week with a fractured rib. He's been shut down for two weeks. They don't know when he's coming back. James Paxton is going to be out till June. He had a cyst on his back. Luis Severino is out for the season with Tommy John. He was one of their best pitchers, probably the number two guy. Uh, James Paxton is one of their guys in the rotation, so that's two guys they're missing out on. He's out all season. And then Stanton, the guy that said if he knew a pitch was coming, he could hit 80 home runs. He has a grade one strain, and he will possibly be back in April. So the Yankees have been hit with the uh, injury bug. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
All right, folks, we're back, and now it's time to look at the projections for next season, the Pakoda standings for 2020. This thing will predict each team's wins and losses, the uh, team's uh, percent chance of winning their division, of getting that wild card spot, their overall chances of making the playoffs. So this thing was updated on March 6th. So if you want to follow it, baseballprospectus.com. It will change. Like if the Justin Verlander injury uh, turns out to be something, the Astros numbers will go down. New York Yankees were projected the first time I looked at this at 100 and something wins. And now they're at 96. So it can change. So I wrote down the top six just based on their percent chance of making the playoffs. It's not the top six teams. It's the top six chances. So number one, zero doubt, Pakoda, no doubt at all in the Dodgers, 100%. The Astros, number two at 86%. The Yankees, 94%. Minnesota Twins, 87 Met, 73 And Washington Nationals, at 70 so now we'll take a look at uh, each divisions and see who they have projected to win them. It has the Yankees winning the East with 96 wins, Tampa Bay at second with 87.4. That gives the Yankees an 80.7% chance of winning the division. Tampa Bay a 40% chance of getting that wild card. Uh, Boston at third with 84.7 wins. And it gives Boston a 23.8% chance of getting that wild card. As Toronto fourth with 76.9 and the Orioles at 63. It also gives the Orioles a zero. They're the only team that gets this, but a 0.0% chance of making the playoffs. In the AL Central, Minnesota Twins win that division with 93 wins, followed by the Indians with 86. It gives the Minnesota Twins a 76.6 chance winning the division and Cleveland a 27% chance of making the playoffs with the wild card, 17% chance of winning the division, but it gives Cleveland a 44% chance of making the playoffs overall. Chicago White Sox are third. I thought they would finish second. Uh, but they it has them at third. Detroit with 70 wins. Kansas City with 67. Uh, you go to the AL West. You got the Astros projected to take first with 98. Uh, LA with 85. Oakland with 84.7. Uh, the Rangers 73.8 wins. A 1% chance of getting that wild card. And Seattle a 0.1% chance with their 66 wins. Uh, the Astros, 90% chance they're going to win the division. The Angels, a 6% chance, but they got a 32% chance of getting the wild card. And Oakland, who has made the wild card the last two years, a 26% chance. So if you go just with the standings, not any percentages or whatever, and you predict who will make the playoffs next year, you got the Yankees, the Twins, and the Astros, followed by the wildcard teams, 
Tampa Bay, and the Angels. It has the Angels making the playoffs. Now let's look at the National League. I was going to, it made me think about something that I was going to bring up and I forgot. I was going to talk about that new playoff thing where somebody got a buy and then they got to pick who they played. And I, I needed to look at that, but that's something I wanted to talk about, but I, I forgot all about it. But anyway, let's look at the National League. They got the Mets with 87.9, the Nationals with 87.2. They give the Mets a 46.5% chance of the division, Washington 38. Both of their playoffs are in the 70s. It's going to be a tight race. Atlanta, number three, with 82.9 wins, but they got a 40% chance of making the playoffs. Phillies, after spending all that money, fourth place. Miami Marlins, a 0.9 chance of winning or a chance of making the playoffs. NL Central, Pakoda has Cincinnati Reds winning the Central with 86.6 wins. It gives the Reds a 49% chance of winning the division, followed by the Cubs with 84.7 wins, a 32% chance of the division. St. Louis, 80 wins. Uh, Milwaukee, 79.6. And Pittsburgh, 69.9. Uh, percent of making the playoffs, Cincinnati 67, Cubs 51, St. Louis 26, Milwaukee 18. Those are all pretty good numbers to all be in the same division. I don't know why Milwaukee is number four. Uh, like I said, I don't follow every team. Maybe they lost a lot of guys, but I don't know. I, the Cincinnati Reds, I mean, they were supposed to be good last year and they weren't, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. NL West, you got the Dodgers, obviously, with 102.5 wins. Arizona, 79.7. Padres, 79.1. Colorado, 76.6. And the Giants, 68. Arizona has a 20% chance of making the playoffs. Padres, a 14%. Uh, The Dodgers, a 99% chance of winning the division. I don't know why it isn't 100, but... It's a, I don't know. So you go to the playoffs based on the wins and losses. You have the Mets, the Reds, and the Dodgers, followed by the Nationals and the Cubs. So the Nationals and the Cubs get the wild card spot. All right, so now let's get to some other stuff. So on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen this guy, the Astros Shame Tour. Um, I actually, I don't follow him, and and at one time I blocked him because I'm just tired. I'm just tired of all the negativity. I mean, it's like beating a dead horse, and you just get tired of seeing it. Like, I'll still defend him once in a while, and it's not that, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's not like it upsets me, but I just get tired of it. You know what I mean? Seeing the same thing over and over. I mean, the players deserve it. They deserve to be booed like they're being booed. They did it. They they have to take they have to suffer. It they did it, right? But anyway, I'm just saying, I'm tired of seeing it. But this guy started a Twitter page like a week or so ago, the Astro Shame Tour, 
And the guy has 177,000 followers. He said it's a place where everyone that's angry that about the Astros not getting in trouble, the players didn't get in trouble, they still have the trophy. It's a place where they can all vent and come together and shame the Astros all year. So I actually wrote the guy uh, a, a direct message today. I wanted to talk to him. He, he put a post out wanting to know how many Astro fans are still fans if they've given up. And a lot of guys are like, we're still fans. You know, we're not going to give up on our team. We might be upset with them, but, you know, what are we going to do? Just stop liking them? Just pretend like we don't like them anymore? I don't know how you can do that. I mean, you can be mad and say, I'm not going to watch them. That's what he said he would do. He's, his team is the Cubs. And he said, if the Cubs did this, I wouldn't watch them for a year. And I don't know what kind of punishment that is for them. Unless everybody did it. I don't know. But I, I mean, I enjoy watching the Astros. I, I don't really I don't really enjoy watching other teams as much as I enjoy watching them. I enjoy watching the playoffs because it has that elimination factor. But, I mean, I just, I, like I said before, you can't just stop liking them. And so I messaged him. And I said, I just want to let you know this. And, and I'm not being argumentative and I'm, I'm not being angry. Is that there's a lot of us that were upset about this. If you remember me, I told you. I felt sick to my stomach when I when I realized that that they were really banging on these trash cans. But I can't stop loving these guys. I just can't do it. And also, it's a big part of me and my wife's life. We enjoy going to the games. We enjoy watching the games. If we stop doing this, our lives will change. The Astros are a big part of our lives. So what I told him is like, we're upset, but we're not going to stop liking them. And so he told me, I don't care. He was kind of acting angry with me, and I was trying to calm him down and tell him I'm not trying to argue with him. But he said, my beef isn't with the fans. He did a lot of exclamation points and this and that. But he said, my beef is not with the fans. It's with Manfred and the players. And so I asked him, if your beef isn't with the fans, then why did you post that question? If we're still fans or not, you know that you're going to rile some of us up, which he did. So I just don't get it. But anyway, I don't follow him and I may block him. I, I, I'll try to block all the negativity. I don't know. But, but this, is, this is what's going to happen, folks. They're going to be hated all season, and we're going to love them. We're going to still love them. And the best thing that could happen for our team and us as fans is if we win. We got to win. We can't, we can't suck. Okay? If we go into this year and we win 70 games, we will be accused of cheating for the last three years. 
it, it's, it'll be horrible. We have to win. We have to do good. So speaking of this year, I've always, we've always talked about jerseys. Like the Nike jerseys came out this year. The Astro, not the Astros, but Major League Baseball as a whole switched to Nike. Nike makes the jerseys now. And when I saw them on Fanatics, normally the Majestic ones were like $119, but these are like $149 or $139. So I was kind of figuring, ah, I'll just buy me a Majestic one, you know, when the Nike ones come out and I'll get me one on sale. However, I was just perusing earlier this afternoon and Fanatics had a big sale. And so I looked at the, what I want is the gray jersey. And they usually don't have it. But they had the gray jersey and you could personalize it. And I've said this before, if I, like, George Springer's my favorite player. And that's my go-to jersey. But this could be his last year. I don't know. But I'm still going to be around. So I decided, so anyway, I clicked on the jersey and then when the uh, special they had was added to it, the jersey was only 119 So it was about what the regular jerseys were last year. So I did it. I took the leap and I got it. I got the Astros jersey, the road gray with my last name on the back. I went personalized. I didn't get a player because I don't I don't want to get someone that's not here. And I don't want to get somebody that's going to be here if they're not my favorite. Now, you may love Alex Bregman and you may love Altuve and I like both of them as well. But I just don't want their jersey. I, don't, I can't explain it, but I just don't want it. So anyway, I went with number 13. Me and my wife were married on July 13th and that's our number. So I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about getting it. It says it's going to be here on April 1st, so I may not have it for the first game. But I've posted it on Twitter. If you look for me at the game, look for me wearing this. I'm going to wear it to every game possible. So anyway, I wanted to thank all of you guys for listening. After this episode, we should reach 80,000. 80,000 total listens for the podcast and I do appreciate it. So anyway, that ends the show. I do appreciate y'all listening, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Go Astros! Thank you for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Remember to give the five-star review to get your free sticker. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.